Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. But it's a positive thing for the High Life, the Shy Life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Find out my secret. I think he has. Hello and welcome to get another episode of the Charlotte Podcast with me, Paul the Charlotte. Yes, I, I, I'm back and, I, and I've got Nick here. How are you doing? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, here I am again. Yes, we're back in lockdown and uh, well, we've. It feels like we've barely been out of lockdown. It's. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, I know. You, of course, you, you've been going to work. The whole time, so I, I, I must. I have, yes. I, uh, there, there, there's not been a time when I haven't uh, gone to work. Mm. Um, I like it that way. I, 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 as I say, I've appreciate. Obviously, I've spent more time at home because I haven't been going out so much. So, listeners, um, yes, as I say, I've, I've got Nick here, and we, this time we are going to be talking about. I guess it, um, it could, could be summed up by the the song Jeanne and Agrette. That's not, I've not said that right, but uh, um, it, it, it's it's sort of about regrets or not not having regrets or um, regrets, looking back uh, at the, few... looking back at the past and um, yeah and. Um, which is something I, I have a talent for I'm doing. Now sit, I'm now being sat on my DVD deals. Sit down, we've got to do the theme music. Uh, deals, sit down. Maybe he, maybe he wants to sing. Maybe you want to sing the theme music. Have you got regrets? I hope you don't regret coming to live with us. No, you can't do. Oh. No, no. Dean doesn't regret living with us. Anyway, listeners, uh, I'll sort this cat out and um, we'll run the theme music. And when we come back, we shall... We shall talk about regrets or, or, or non-regrets, but, uh, okay, run that theme music. It's time for my old buddy, old pal, from across the channel, across the pond, Paul Chandler, the shy daddy. He's not that shy. was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? <laughs> Boy, he's not all that shy is right. <laughs> Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. <laughs> oh, come on, you sit down, Dios, and then we can stop. You can sit on me, you just can't stand in the way of my face. Right. So, listeners, we're back. Dealey is a little bit more, um, a little bit m- more sitting down, sort of, aren't you, Dios? Um, so, Nick, what, um... Where did this idea for this episode come from? I think because I think you proposed it. Um, I think it's it's a general thing mm-hmm. that keeps bobbing into my head, and it's all part of getting old, really. I mean, I've 
especially especially when uh, as as my uh, my point there, you know, it's sort of over fifty. I'm in the over fifties <laughs> bunch now, so I, I should be doing saga adverts. Still clinging to my forties here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and I think um, you know, inevitably, you do look back on your life and you think it's quite a. You know, I, I think the main thing, uh, although it seems uh, petty, I suppose, because I I work a lot with the um old recordings that we made over the years whether it be Sutton Park whether it be my films and I just think um for what for just to kick us off really I mean I, I wish I'd um it, the, 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 I've always liked the idea of having a, a, a something to film with a camera of, of some description mm. and I got very excited in the early 80s when uh you know they were starting to come out as prizes from think competitions and um I, the first time it ever occurred to me that yes, I really have got to get a hold of a video camera for my cousin's wedding because nobody expect it was been ten years since the anybody had got married in our family and and I nobody expected Caroline to get married and um, we thought oh yeah let's let's do this uh, and I I kind of thought I've got to do this even though I've never used a camera video camera in my life um, so. And instead, if if I could sort of pause and kind of re-evaluate that uh, thought, I wish I'd actually gone out and bought a camcorder, um, had at least had a look at it, rather than renting that. You know, obviously, I grew up with a, a whole ethos of renting, uh, renting tellies mostly, and um, that was all coming to an end anyway in the late eighties. But I. If I had actually bought a video camera then, not, not only would I have got better pictures from there and on, because uh, hide cameras are invariably rather tired and jaded, and um, mm. you know, I, I then hired another one a, a couple of months later to do an audio, do a video message for Elaine when we first knew Elaine, and and I also, whilst I was at it, did bits of Christmas. I did bits of um, the the St Martin John communicants where I met. Danny uh, and uh, the their last Christmas party and I thought this is brilliant but I, I, it could have been so much better had I actually owned the bloody thing um, it's funny you mentioned Danny because um, if you remember of course uh, it, you might remember the year that uh, Danny went on Blockbusters the quiz show he did and yes. uh, I think I, I videoed it at the time just just because it was Danny, um, but I remember he he did quite well, and I think he was offered a prize that might have been a holiday or, and he t- he behind the scenes um, he actually swapped that hol- that holiday for a video camera, and I think that was yeah. all because by then I had mine and he saw how much I was using <laughs> mine, and uh, I know I found a tape the other day uh, of some footage yeah. I'd done uh, at, at my leaving party at well. Our yeah. years leaving party at school, and you can see Danny in the background with his video camera. Um, yeah. So that that was the Blockbusters video camera. But uh, but yeah, g- g- let's face it. Given the given given the choice of a holiday and uh, and a video camera, then I, for me certainly, and I uh, video camera would hands down. Listen, listeners might uh, remember this chat, but Nick Nick probably hasn't heard this yet. But. Uh, um, uh, this is all, all about sort of the digitising thing again. But um, as, as you know, you digitised um, a tape of a chat, well, one of 
uh, Elaine's because of course you mentioned Elaine just a minute ago but um, Indeed, yes. you digitised one of the tapes that I'd got that she'd sent me and I did a whole episode yeah. sort of just using the bits that I thought were um, of, of, of kind of interesting little stories and little th- you know talking about music and and um, and I was talking on the live show um, around the time that episode came out and Toppy was there and he just heard that episode and I actually said to him you know that was a bit of an experiment you don't know Elaine um, do you think it worked? And he said, absolutely. Uh, she was talking oh, about wow. she was talking about things that were just in- interesting, or talking about music, or what she'd done, or or little or little anecdotes about you know she, yeah. she thought she'd seen a ghost or whatever, and whatever I, I yes. and and um, he said, yeah, it was, it was it was really interesting, and I don't even know her, I don't know her, so um, you know if you've got the right audience, well, these uh, sorts of little these tapes and stuff absolutely. we're finding they do have a, a, an audience. So yeah. looping that back even further on itself, <laughs> the reason we got in touch with Elaine in the first place was uh, somebody else, i.e., Lisa Wardle, had actually sent us a Doctor Who tape and Elaine's uh, a, a video message from Elaine complete with videos films she was doing at the time mm-hmm. were on that and we didn't know Elaine yet when we heard it and saw it and we thought ooh yeah there was something that appealed to us all I think and um, and sure enough from that we became friends so these things do work I, I mean um, and I think you know obviously not, not to pat ourselves on the back but um if there was ever a podcast that that allowed for these types of episodes, because I accept that maybe not uh, every listener listens to maybe they don't like music or maybe they do like music, but they don't like some of the other things we do or they, um, you know, so when we talk about this, this, this is our, our social history type episode. Yes. So maybe there are some oh, people who yeah. love that and some people who don't. And I accept that but um i don't think i could do a show which was just about one subject because and i don't i don't really want to do four different podcasts <laughs> about the four yeah. different subject or whatever however many i i like that we can be whatever we want to be week by week and we can you know i can i also get to 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 relive my Sutton park days or do acting on certain episodes and uh, so when you mentioned doing this episode um i actually said to you um the way that the first thing that i thought about was the the sort of what if we had you know not the regrets for me is yeah. more gosh if we i hadn't have gone down this path where would i be um yes I maybe, it's equally valid yeah because yeah. maybe i i that 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 is more of a you know you know i i I'm sure there. Are, I do have regrets, but I tend to think more of, gosh, how lucky it is that I met this person, or uh, and, and it's yeah. quite a coincidence that I met this person, or, um, and and um, but but what what were what were some of the other things um, that, that that sort of that, that you sometimes think about, uh, sort of connected with this? Um, well, the other the other big thing, I suppose, because I've worked with the hospital now for nearly twenty two years. And I was in retail, as you know, for 14. And I do think, uh, very much looking back, I stayed way too long. Um, and not very, I don't think it was terribly healthy for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went back to college, as you know, in 96 uh, to study radio journalism. Um, what I, and rewinding, uh, in, back in 87 uh, was my last 
uh, college thing, which was uh, evening classes, drama and theatre arts, which I really enjoyed. And I was, I was actually rather sorry that it came to an end. So I think I could have given myself a boost by going back and doing, I know it was not quite as exciting or interesting, but if I had done word processing, I really sort of embraced computers a bit earlier on. Mm. Um, and um, I got my, if they had our, our, our essays then, and actually made a pitch for the uh, hospital and then world about 89. I, I, I don't, I won't, I wouldn't rub out my, all of my retail days. I think um, the first few years of, of Four Boys were really, uh, well, of NSS were really good because, you know, it was terribly exciting starting with, uh, with the, when, it, when the new store opened. Uh, you know, that really was a buzz and uh, I, I wouldn't have missed that for the world. But I think by the time of the fire, I think maybe I was thinking, you know, actually how much do I want to go back? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, you should, talk, you you should know, probably explain kind of... to uh, uh, the listeners um, what you mean by the fire. Um... Yeah, oh yes, it's probably... Uh, um, yes, with... I worked in a, the Maltings, which is uh, a, a shopping uh, sort of precinct in the at Salisbury. It's part it's of very close to uh, where all the controversy um, with, with the, po- the, the, po- the poisoning in Salisbury. Very much in, so. In I mean, the, the 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 most famous poisonings were on the infamous bench. That was actually the Maltings. Yes, yeah. uh, it was it was very short way from where I, I worked for 10 years from 86 to 96 in a, in a big because I know this I know this uh, you know the story spread worldwide because I um, around the time it happened I was on an episode of Lotso when they were still together and they were yeah. they knew that I had connections with Salisbury um, uh, or certainly being their UK correspondent and yeah. and uh, so yeah the, they'll know what we mean yes. by the poisonings but in 2018, that was the uh, where I worked uh, for ten years between '86 and '96, mm. was the very epicenter of where the Novichok poisonings were. Mm. I mean, it's 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 almost kind of like cursed a bit because uh, in 1989, the summer of '89, there was a I I lived next door, but I worked next door, but one a, a, a fruit and veg shop, mm. which whose generator overheated and caused a fire. And it wiped out a large portion of the the Maltic. They rebuilt it, mm. and no one was mercifully no one was killed. But um, it did do immense damage. Uh, there was a fire, and, and our our place got heavily burnt. And but well, the thing is, the top of our place got heavily burnt. The shop was fine, but all the damage. Uh, I, I I don't mean this derogatory, but all the damage was actually done by the firemen. Mm. Uh, dosing everything down desperately trying to make it uh f- fireproof and uh it's you know we, we had to strip it out and start all over again uh because of the damage done by the fireman mm. uh i think the you know and i've actually the the other thing is i you know i i spent the whole day taping the uh newscasts local newscasts and it's really weird watching your place of work burn on telly um but it's quite therapeutic, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it, it, but yeah, no. I mean, all, all you know, my boss at the time, uh, he he actually he, he had his faults, but he actually did make sure we were all looked after. And- I can sort of compare, um, not not seeing my place of work on fire, but I do often see my 
uh, plays of work turn up on episodes of Spooks or in Italian 70s um, uh, like Giallo movies or goodness knows I've seen it on lots of different TV programmes either inside, outside, from a distance Um, but uh, so yeah that's quite sort of um, disconcerting as well but not yeah seeing it burn would be a bit different (laughs) so yeah I think um, that was a turning point really I I think I, I, I was starting to get a bit jaded with it I think when you start out with something that's really exciting and you've got a great team and everything mm. um, you, you even when people start disappearing and it doesn't and you, you know I was I was posted off to castle the smaller crummier branch mm. uh, part-time because they couldn't afford it you know slowly but surely the utopian dream started mm. uh, fading and I'm not a very good person to, to deal with this mm. kind of thing. So I, I always, I, I think that at the back of my mind, there was always, A, there was a loyalty because I was working, but at the back of my mind, there was always a sort of hope that the, the glory days would come back. And they never did, of course. Mm. Um, but I I should have manned up a little bit and actually gone for for office work, which I think suits me down to the ground. Obviously, Obviously, I could say, you know, always, you know, I, I should have made a go of writing. I did make a go of writing, you know, but rejects sort of drive you down into the ground. And I took an amateur path, which has been very fruitful. And, uh, you know, uh, but I think in terms of professional hard cash getting the money in, I could have moved my life on a little bit faster had I given up, you know, uh, had I made a concerted effort to, to actually get into office work. Because I, I I know I you know I, I enjoyed it straight off and I still enjoy it and uh, I would have loved to have because we we've got the the other, the other thing in Salisbury is there used to be two hospitals one I work in now which is up by in the country you know just on the edge of the country and the the uh, there was a second one an infirmary a, an old Victorian infirmary which uh, was in the mid, slap bang in the middle of town and I. It's a lovely old building, the old infirmary. Real every you know old film, filmy war film you can imagine, and um, I would love to, with hindsight, I would have loved to have actually had a crack at working in there because it's supposed to be haunted as well, um, and uh, it would yeah it would have been a lot of fun. I I wish I'd yeah I wish I'd done that now. Um, I think, but I you know you get funny with I I get very loyal to people you know I think I don't really want to. Kind of let them down. Uh, I had the same that thing. Was, that was yeah, silly. I really. had the same thing where I work. Where um, I, th- I think when I first started where I work now, um, after about two or three years, I thought, oh, I, th- I suppose I'm supposed to be moving on now, because that was my experience uh, up until then, is that I'd had jobs for two or three years, or I'd have been on contracts, or uh, and uh, I did try and look for things, but I, I, it was sort of made clear by my boss that. She, didn't really want me to go and I like I like um I like well I liked her and I still like her but she's not my boss anymore but uh, maybe when she left I really should have um made a move but unfortunately that was around the time my my uh, my health problems started so then it became you know just you know I'm glad to be somewhere that I've got some uh, reputation in um so yeah that, that hasn't happened and i think i was by staying in the same job for a long time it then made me think about um around the same time you know sort of the self-publishing thing started and i sort of thought well actually if i moved to another job I, I don't think i'd want to be moving up to the next grade i um i, I and i don't want a job that's so 
all all sort of uh, you know intense so all intensive that I don't have time for the things I really enjoy doing outside yeah. of work. So um, I, I I suppose also I mean looking at it another way, I actually uh, I suppose because um, when I left the college second time around in in the 90s i was doing overtime at index the catalogue shop mm. in the in the center of salisbury and uh, they were offering me so much overtime i was i wasn't really pulling my finger out to, to look for another job mm. and uh but at christmas they they announced that they had overspent on the budget and although i still had a saturday job there they couldn't offer me anything out during the week mm. and um that gave me the kick up the rear end I needed to look for a, a, dec- a full-time job and this time I actually did look completely away from retail and went for office work and even though I was signed up to three agencies uh, one of which was run by an old flame of mine mm. uh, and they still didn't get me anything I actually got it off my own back and um, and it, it worked a treat also no one turned up to the else turned up to the interview which always helps didn't you do didn't you do um some sort of security guard thing like in, oh, yeah. in a night was it a night thing when you were at college or that's right yeah. it was uh, funnily enough that was the only job i ever got only professional job i ever got on the back of my film because mm. uh renata who uh, was one of the people who worked on with us on Run Faster Than The World, which is one of my films in 96, she knew I was going back to college and was looking for part-time work. And she said, oh, my, my husband runs a security firm. And I thought, aren't security blokes like ex-army and built like shit houses?" And, and, um, and I, I said, no, 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 you know, most of them, you know, aren't. And uh, I, I was actually, as I was, uh, one of the places, of course, that they were guarding was the... <laughs> Uh, college so uh, i uh, you know i had to have rigorous security checks uh for uh, to, to to be a student and a, and a security guard uh which finally came through in the january and yes during 97 it was only 97 oh. but uh i did periodic work for and it was it, it was crazy it was rent to kill mm. the uh, more the people more famous for killing out the rodents yeah. and um and I and I I never forget we these the uh, the training uh, offices were just by a Meridian Studios, and uh, we have a, we have the can uh, have our lunch in the the Meridian Canteen Studios, <laughs> and um, I, they said oh yeah we were second after Group Four and I thought Group Four is the one that's famous for being incompetent, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't fill you with you know you're sure you got the chart the right way up. Um, but uh, that was fun. But the, you got treated like dirt by a lot of the not not so much by your own people, but uh, by the people you were being employed by. And um, there was an awful lot of footwork involved in looking after the college. Yet, um, when I went to guard a, a DHSS place, I was doing next to nothing for more money. <laughs> Uh, which was daft, um, but it was considered danger money. Mm. Um, I, I, heaven alone knows why. I suppose the information, but uh, I don't. I don't regret that. But I certainly couldn't have carried on doing that. Um, but yeah, that that, that was off. Uh, Renata got me that. But I, I, 
There was one guy I, I, I was told to look after because he was a student and he got absolutely wrecked uh, one afternoon. And, and we came back to college, you know, completely sozzled. And he, he just wasn't conscious or anything. And I said, you know, I was, to, I was ordered to kind of look after him, make sure he could walk in a straight line, then send him home. And uh, I had to record what his name was and everything. And, and um, sure enough, I, I sobered him up eventually. I said, well, you know, you, you're not going home until you walk to the straight line. Walk to the straight line. There you are. Goes. Off you go, son. And, um, and t- two weeks later, I was actually on duty with him. <laughs> he, they, they'd hired him. As, you know, obviously, nobody read my log, log whatsoever. <laughs> you know, uh, and um, yes, yeah, so I actually worked with him for a time. Yeah. <laughs> that was very embarrassing. Uh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, I... I, that was a nice little diversion, but a lonely job, the, the, very unsociable. The, and, the uh, only job that I did other than, before I was a professional librarian was being a paperboy in in, in our right. village, and uh, that 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 involved the daily papers and also the the free papers like um, uh, Avon Advertiser, Avon yeah, Advertiser, like yeah. uh, obviously in the weekly ones like the Salisbury Journal. Um, and that was all around that some of it you could do by foot and obviously at weekends that became much more of a, a chore because they were, so, they were so heavy even back in the late 80s, early 90s they were massive uh, at the weekends but then I used to have to go and cycle up to the top of the top of the, the other part of my parents' village um, was sort of on the main road so you, you, I had to sort of do that by bike Um but I mean, the good thing was I used to get to listen to lots of music, probably audio messages um, from Elaine and various different people as well. An RPS actually. Yes. There's there's a, a there's a audio letter you did for RPS one. I think on the second issue, mm. where you you talk about uh, listening to it on your paper route. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, that was about nine, yeah, would be nice. I wasn't very good at getting up. I mean, um, I I used. I, to make it a bit easier, I used to get chained because obviously, if I was going to school, then I I couldn't go out in my school uniform, so I'd have to be wearing something. So I used to get changed into like jeans and a t-shirt and stuff, go and go to bed, and then so at least when I got up, all I had to do was get out of the bed, go down and get the papers. I didn't have to then sort of get get dressed in my like, half asleep or anything. So um, yeah. But uh, I mean, it, yeah, it was quite a, you know, particularly in the winter, it wasn't uh, a fun thing to be doing, and uh, I wasn't that good at, you know, at weekends at getting up quite as early as the traditional paperboy um, would be expected to. I mean, not that I was, <laughs> not that I was delivering it at eleven o'clock or anything, but um, it, it, yeah, it, I, I do remember my. My most proudest moment is being a paperboy, other than getting to meet some of the the locals, because our village is is quite interesting. There's quite a there's quite a different range of of, of, of <laughs> yes, Dealey, yes, you've never been to the village, you don't know. Let me explain. There's quite a range of uh, perhaps farming um, people, and then there's sort of people in the middle, and then there's quite a few quite well off houses uh, in, in the village, and. Um, I used to enjoy when I used to have to go because I used to have to go around and collect the money. I think that was probably like once a week, once a month. Um, yeah. Don't go and collect the money, uh, and you'd be quite not, some of the people. It'd be really nice to sort of catch up with and chat to. Um, and, and at Christmas, it was always the 
the the most well off that you didn't get a Christmas tip from, and the the the, the poor old grandmas yeah. who 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 were, give, who were sort of trying to give you ten quid or whatever it was at the time, um, and and they they were always the more interesting people to talk to as well. Um, yeah. But um, but my my most pr- proudest moment was, I think at school we had done um, Scientology or we talked about Scientology, not obviously in a positive pro way or anything but at least i knew what scientology was and knew that it was you know not not to be um trusted and i knew about dianetics the book and this was around the time when the the sun i mean scientology has never really gotten a a hold it's got like very few followers in the uk but um, they were trying to do a push of publicity and they were sending around these dianetics flyers um with the free paper and so when those arrived i was kind of like no i know what this is this dianetics dianetics book i know what this is i'm not i'm not taking this round uh, you know i'm not being responsible for the whole for the whole village finding out about this book and becoming scientologists all of them yeah. <laughs> well i you know one would hope that nobody, nobody in the village would have turned but i wasn't going to be the one to be taking it around and i didn't want to take money yeah. for because I think you only got a very small amount of money for each fly you delivered. But um, I told my mum, and she rung um, the f- paper guy and said he, he's not going to deliver that. That we don't agree with with that. Um, and they said, fine, you, you won't get paid for it. And I was like, fine, fine. I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't going to get paid for delivering the paper. I just wasn't going to get the twenty pence or whatever it was I would have got for sticking that in in all of the papers. Yeah. <sighs> It's a bit a bit odd that um, you know a paper a paper round people you know obviously a news agent would actually I mean did they really understand what he no did? I doubt they did because I I I think only because I had been um, you know because it just looked like an innocent book um, you know an, ad, an advert for a dianetics book but um, but I knew that was a slippery slope into. Um, Scientology, so yeah, I wasn't going to be the person to be giving them any help whatsoever. So uh, I suppose I was like sort of, I don't know, seventeen or eighteen by then. It was probably just before I went to university. But uh, yeah, no. So that was the only job I did, other than uh, working in in libraries. And going back to what I was saying about not regrets, but wondering where you'd be if you hadn't followed a particular path. Uh, because I yeah. went to library school, um, that hadn't been the plan. Um, and, and, and looking back, you think, well, what, why was that at least not something I'd thought about? Because my pe- my my mum was a librarian, my uncle and aunt uh, are librarians. I, I'm a bookie type person, um, uh, uh, and you do, you do tend to think, well, what, when you do that thing where they try and push you down certain routes at school, why why? when I was saying what I was interested in, why did they, when you were considering your options, whatever they called it, what, why um, was I not told that trying to do a course in media studies when that was a new subject was not, not that it doesn't always lead to anything that, that sort of came later when people sort of did these degrees and then found that they, they didn't necessarily help get them a, a job. It might be a stepping stone where they, well, I've got a degree, now maybe I can do an MA in a subject that might lead, lead me into um, a particular field. But 
yeah. not so much that. It was more because it was a new subject. I would have had to have had three A's at A level, which I, I, I that's that was never going to happen. Doing the the, the courses that I, I found myself doing for A level, um, and and I kind of wish that somebody had said said to me, well, what about something like library studies or, um, and it was only because I didn't get the results that. Um, I was being offered places for courses that I didn't really, I didn't really, I was good at English and English literature, but I didn't want to do that for a degree. Um, yeah. and, and also because I wasn't, I wasn't predicted like A's, um, in my other two subjects, or, um, uh, I was being offered like, oh, well, uh, a half a course in media studies here, but also doing history as well so it's like two split subjects and i didn't i was doing history for a level but mainly because the subjects at at the grammar school were quite traditional and had i gone to the college then i probably could have done things like film studies or things that i would have been better at but there was a bit of a kudos to being or you know my parents wanted me to be at the grammar school so didn't really have that option and also you know i did have harry and robin there who were very close friends and it was nice to know that you were going to have them around for another couple of years and a few other people that I, I, I liked. But so it's a bit like what like you say. Not, not yeah. one, I, I, I suppose I could have kept caused a, if I had been a rebellious teen. I could have kicked up a fuss and said I want to go to the college. But um, well, that's, but that's not really me. And um, yeah, so really, the fact that I didn't get the grades I wanted when I came to doing clearing, where you look and you see what courses. Uh, uh, sort of available um, with the grades you've got library studies came up as an option and of course that went straight into a, what deals no you're not a librarian you didn't go to university but we don't think any the less of you no you don't have to. I do think I mean obviously I, I know the grammar school that you went to obviously uh, um I, I I'm not I don't think I, I was ever going to be grammar school material. You know I think to think you know oh I wish I'd gone to grammar school. I I don't particularly wish I'd gone to grammar school because I I wasn't academically inclined. You know I um I think I wish I'd gone to St Joseph's which was a more religious and B mixed. Um I you know I I I wish I'd gone to that in terms of perhaps even more than the religious side it, it, uh, social integration. Um, I, I, I think it would have improved my people skills enormously. Um, I, I, you know, I, I definitely. I mean, had we been still living it where we were in the most of the seventies, the beaches, uh, it and we would have, I would have been going to St Martin's, which I've been going to now for quite some time, because I've returned there, and we would have been considered Anglo-Catholic and therefore, you know, I could have wangled it, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, that was a, that was, a, I, I, you know, I think, I think, uh, I did, I said there was so much, there was so much I, I, in hybrid that I kind of, there was just pointless, you know, there was, it wasn't anything to do with my life at all. So, maybe I just wasn't the school person, I think. Yeah. I, I considered it an institution like the army or prison. <laughs> I think Deals. I think Deals seems to have a lot of regrets. Deals. What are your regrets? Uh, I, I think some, some of the things. Thinking about it, as, as I've said before, talking talking about these things, 
sorry, listeners, we're using you as therapy, but no, um, talking yeah. about these subjects. Yeah, you, you, are a, you are a nutty psychiatrist. Yeah, talking yeah. about these Mr. subjects, Gavin. you start to think of things you hadn't thought about before. Um, but then uh, that's why they're good sort of starting points. But some of the regrets to do with schools, I had no control over that. Um, I suppose, A, I'm, I'm saying that, goodness, if I hadn't have not got the grades I wanted to do, where, what would I have done? Where would I, what sort of employment would I have got headed towards? Because I, I never, um, you know, the, the jobs that I, I want are all pie in the sky working in the BBC archives or... Um, with, oh, with, I, that's that's certainly what you know, I where, would like where, to where you always kind of presumed you'd be the one to find the missing episodes of so-and-so that would be tucked in the, bo- yeah. in the wrong box or whatever. Um, or, uh, you know, um, being you know, being a writer, obviously, you know, uh, oh, yeah. that doesn't just happen. Um, and, you know, to get, and it take, often takes a very long time to be a writer who is actually given their own projects where they get to decide what the projects are which is um and i think i was always more happy with you know okay well I, I, rather than do all the hard work i'd rather just i'd rather do sutton park and have my own tv series today thank you uh, and, yeah. um, so, so, so you know the same with self-publishing I'd rather... i would still i mean if the, if there was a a reasonable independent Doorway. I I I still haven't. Um, I still ha- harbour the desire to do something professionally. You know, if 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 the if the door was there. If I, if I'd have been looking for a career path other than libraries, I think I, I probably would have gone down a retail path, and tried to work in a, a bookshop, um, um, whether it be a Blackwells type one or whether it be a more paperback parade smaller independent bookshop i mean i think that's where my heart would be but those jobs would be probably be easier to go and work at a big chain than it would be to find a little um you know a, a, a independent bookshop but uh, there was a point when my parents almost considered i'm sure there, there was a point where my my dad you know well you know we could have a bookshop and mum could run it and then i could have worked there with i think probably a lot of these paths depended on you know, if, if I'd have not left Salisbury then there might have been a point where that would have been an option but these things were all pie in the sky really I mean when it comes to schools the um, the schools that I would re- regret would have been the you know schools I had no control over and only really the one that because um, I, I went to a, a lovely little primary school where there was only 60 pupils and it was creativity was quite encouraged and we used to go on nature walks and although we were close to Salisbury we were out in the village so it was you know, we got to go on wood walks and there was always little plays and often we did a, a play about which um, listeners may remember uh, it took us all the way back and we um, some of the regulars got to see me on the stage um, we did a play in about 1984 about um, yeah, I remember yes, uh, Joshua Scamp, which is a local legend around that area of Salisbury, or outskirts of Salisbury, about a um, a, a gypsy who took the blame for um, some horse theft and got hung for something that his son-in-law had done, and um, it was yeah, it was it was 
a whole legend and we wrote songs and we turned it into a play and it was all done by the students and considering that most of us were only 10 or 11 at the time uh, I don't remember there being that I mean the the teachers were there to 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 help and advise and but I think a lot of it uh, came from the, the 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 kids and we we did it we did it at um something like Coombisset Hall or whatever and it, it, yeah there was there was quite a lot of positive things about that that school um the only negative things I have about that is that when I think I hadn't passed 11 plus it was one of those points where there was a school if you passed 11 plus you were expect you were going to go to the grammar school if you weren't then a lot of the kids from that school went to a school a secondary school down in uh, Downton which um, I think some of my friends were going who didn't pass were going to go there but I found out that I wasn't going to be going there because my parents wanted me to go to do my 13 plus and have another go to try and go to the grammar school and I think I suppose at that age um, it made some of my friends turn against me even I, I guess they didn't know how to deal with the, you know, uh, it was like well we, somebody must be to blame it must be you who's to blame and I guess you know we're only kids it so, is tricky yeah, yeah I mean it, it is tricky when you're kids that when you go separate ways I mean um, I was convinced that uh, my friend Mark Slade would would flunk the 11 plus because he, he, he although he was in many ways a, a bit of a boffin when it comes to electronics and things like that he he was very much in a world of his own and um, I was actually convinced he was going to follow me to Highbury but he didn't, he, followed, he went to Bishops and um, I was actually really miffed I, I had no right to be miffed, I should have been pleased for him but I, I really was quite, it did, put, it did put a rift between us and and I think that was, you know that a lot of that had to, had to it was down to me I mean, I, um, you know I, 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 was, I was that disappointed that he wasn't so it's easily done. I mean, um, similarly, I I was convinced that Joe Bunsell was going to go to Bishops, and he didn't. Um, you know, he, he followed me to Highbury. In, in actual fact, I mean, again, filling the glass half full here, but um, in actual fact, had he not... Uh, of course, we, we had our series together, The Magnet Editor, which he sort of helped take over uh, after I went to Highbury. But had he not gone to Highbury, those years between him taking him going to Highbury and me leaving uh we would have had a hell of a job trying to pull the series together because we we had the additional thing of uh being able to see each other at school and talk about ideas yeah. and uh discuss which was a total luxury you know which I hadn't anticipated and um yeah, yeah. I guess I have a similar thing with, with um uh, my, my friend other Paul uh yeah. in the uh, the primary school I went to was so small that the third and fourth years were in the same class. So it, it felt like you were all in the same class, even though it was two ye- two years. Um, so I, we were all sort of known as being chatterboxes. And when I left, um, the headmistress was quite... I mean, he remembers this, and he's a lot more... Um, it, 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 I, I, I don't know whether it's partly his parents also had disagreements with the headmistress, so it kind of it, it exaggerated what he, you know, perhaps you know, hear, hearing from your parents, oh, I, you know, I don't like this person, um, 
uh, and also some things that he experienced probably exacerbated it even more. That, that whereas uh, I didn't really have any bad experience with this headmistress, but um, he says that she said to him, when I left, I don't know why you're bothering talking to him because he'll be leaving in a few weeks and you'll never see him again. And um, it makes you... Well, that's, that's a bit brutal. It makes you wonder how much of that made him determined. So, I mean, I mean, I was quite up for keeping in contact. And, yeah. um, and I think perhaps there was part of that made him think, well, sure. Because for many years, when she, when she was still headmistress, we used to go to the Cuckoo Fair... Um, and she had a store that she that she would her school. I think she might even be at a different school. But for years, we used to always go to the cuckoo fair, and he would always come with me. And I, and I think a lot a lot of it was to do so we could walk past her stall and go, ah, oh ha- yeah. hello, still friends, by the way. Um, yeah. and, there was uh, it was an also also there was a huge. Or well, the other thing that was very much part of school life because um, they would get very funny if you made friends with kids that were younger than you. Mm. Uh, I I found this because a lot of my contemporaries were alpha male kind of football mm. and everything, and and I just didn't gel with them. You know, they you know they they wouldn't level with me. I wouldn't level with them. And but the likes of the younger kids, so we're we know we only took a, a couple of years, um, would be interested in the sci-fi concepts, mm. interested sci-fi ideas, uh, adventure. Um, Something imaginative, mm. um, that you know, games, you know, Doctor Who, the Magnetator, you know, all the, uh, you know, and and they would, I would kind of introduce them to things, and and, and, and I got, I got, I went, I came in for a lot of flack for that because you know, there's oh, he's rather immature. I'm not immature. I'm just discerning about what, what, who I spend my time with, you know, and and if the young, if probably some of us thought that. Kicking a ball around wasn't exactly mature. So, no, exactly. Uh, I think if maturity means I, I, I have to get involved in a sport that I have absolutely no interest, and even at fifty-two, I still have absolutely no interest in. Uh, and uh, to talk, you know, with, with a bunch of morons who just, uh, you know, were just just want on my wavelength, you know, and I, and I'd li- I'd like to think. I don't know, but I'd like to think schooling's moved on a little bit since then, and and they're a little bit more tolerant of different interests and personalities. Uh, but I, it was it was I get there was a lot. I came in for a lot of stick for I, other other Paul and I used to write letters to one another, and when we got like a year or two older, we we um, started to sort of like meet up on a Saturday and go to Reeves the Bakers and have a, 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 a coffee and a sausage roll for our lunch and yeah. or, or, or Danish pastry or something, going, going sitting down like big boys. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm not just taking a takeaway. We go and have the table service uh, with our pocket money. and, and uh, uh-huh. it, uh, So we, we, we bridged the, the gap where we could have drifted. We, um, we kept in touch, but then we... You know, I did. I mean, I don't know whether that was that. That was probably the first friendship I had where I, I it could have drifted, but we we both sort of fought for keeping in touch. Um, yeah. So I think by the time I came to university, uh, it would never even occur to me to have let friendships drift. Um, yeah. And this is this is what makes you a very very good friend. You you always put 
you know, as long as I, you, you always put the effort into, uh, not just with me, but everybody, you know. I've, I've, uh, but, but had I been the sort of person where I'd gone into Hall's residence and, you know, there's some people who are just natural friend makers and they me- and they know everybody and I could see those sorts of people. If I'd been like that, it would be difficult to then, you know, if you had 50 friends at university, uh, then to yeah. keep up with friends from back home, it might have been a bit more yeah. uh, sort of, okay, when I'm back home, I'll see them. But, but I was going to, I was, yeah. I travelled back about once a month to my parents and and um, presumably saw you mid, like if I was back for a weekend or... That's right, um, yeah. And then obviously <laughs> holidays and, the, and and there were p- periods where I was actually on placement back in Salisbury. So, but I still think, you know, perhaps that early experience with Paul was was sort of set the sort of, yeah, this is the work, work, this is how friendships are for me. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, That's right. And I, 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 although I got back in touch with Harry uh, during, you know, through yourself, uh, I had to sort of say goodbye to him uh, when we left the beaches in 1978. Mm. Uh, he was he was a lot younger then. Mm. He wasn't like a a, a, a fully <laughs> coming out to play. Yeah. Uh, he was only four <laughs> at the time. And um, but you know there was people like Helen Smith and Neil Courtney who I I was I would see every day and and I because simply because I moved one part of the uh, city to another. I didn't really play with them anymore, you know. What I I went back. Uh, Malcolm Sturgis, who who uh, worked with Danny and myself in the St Martin's Choir, to, uh, well, the, the Serb behind the scenes. Uh, he from seventy nine to eighty one. He he enabled me one day a, a, a summer to actually go back to the beaches and use his house as a base and 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 team up with my friends. It was semi successful. Uh, Harry was older then and, and yes I saw a bit more of him and I think Neil was knocking around at one point but I never I never got to see Helen so there's there was always maybe I was just too timid to sort of but I don't know it was nice to see everybody and it was I mean uh, well, we're, we're coming to the end in the next five ten minutes because I'm running out of time but I mean I think we'll probably have to talk about further regrets or further thing, things in another episode because I think there's lots of different we've only been talking about our early life but before, before we finish I, I just wanted to add about um, the, the school I went to for those two years the private school which was I didn't board I was um, you know it's in the centre of Salisbury and, and I mean there, there were still good things that came from that because um, although my mum would usually pick me up uh, because my school finished later than my brother's school um, but yeah. she'd pick me up some nights other nights I'd be expected to walk back to my dad's office and it was uh, those that point when I used to walk past Jim Smith's bookshop and started oh. to go in there so that, that was a sort of um, a, a positive thing but the, the actual school itself it's debatable. I did have some. Fr- I did have some friends. None of them have really been long, long term friends. Or they're people like you go on Facebook and stuff, but they, they're not. They're not. They're not the people that if I said their names, you'd probably recognise them. Um, and there are one or two that I would have liked to have get in contact with, who I just have just totally gone off the radar. I've never been able to track them down. But um, yeah. Um, and, and I was in two different. Um, classrooms one in the fifth year one in the sixth year i mean i I think i might have said to you before i was lucky that i never i've never entered other than when i started at primary school i've never entered a school at the lowest year i've come in 
heart somewhere some way through so i've never had that experience of being the youngest person i've done that once um and i must admit just talking of schools whilst this is a bit of a seesaw thing because it was a a good thing bad thing in 1978 when we left the beaches which was the cul-de-sac where harry lived and we i lived um we moved to harnham now i I, you know, I came to, uh, at the time, it was an exciting adventure and I didn't mind. Um, although I st- very soon started to miss the house, the people, the, you know, I, I, it was, it was a checklist of things I was, I was homesick about. Uh, but I have to say history was kinder to the school. You know, I, I came in, I started to Harnham Juniors in my, on my 10th birthday. Now I didn't enjoy, I didn't actually enjoy going in as, as, as the you know uh, uh, in the third year because there was just a whole lot of friends. i had to sort of start from the bottom up with the, in the whole lot of friends midway through a, a term and um but i came to it's probably the only school i actually came to to love and to really badly miss when i left it um and I, I, yeah, the Harlem Juniors. That, uh, so the school was better, but I missed the missed the home. So if you had the school from one and the and the home from another, uh, that would have been ideal. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling Harry did. I, mm. I have a feeling he he did go to Harlem it, at one point. It does make. But there was a bullying problem uh, yeah. with uh, St Martin's Juniors. Um, it, it, but, it, it does so, make me wonder that yeah. uh, because when i went into the grammar school eventually i was put in a particular form and i don't i can't remember now if that was to do with alf, you know the where my name fell in the alphabet i mean my my other friends were were archer um green fulton all quite yeah sort of at the early part of the so that might have been the reason i was in their class yeah. um luckily i knew i didn't know harry at that stage or, or Robin, but I knew a guy called Mark who I'd gone to school with when I was really, really small. Um, so I had somebody who was on my side, and um, uh, so, so, I don't know if I hadn't have been in that class, would I have not met the, the people who became my friends for those five years? Or I mean, I would have met them, but would they have been my friends, or would I have percolated somehow to them? Uh, I mean, I met I met Danny independently bef- without without knowing you just because i i i met i met him because i was in a class with somebody who was in the same form as him um and we had like a uh a, 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 what do you call it a, a quiz um for want of a better word and i'd got one right about doctor who and we went uh, and I was friends with this guy called Sean, who was in the same class as Danny. And I went to lunch, and I was talking, and and we sort of say, oh, I, I got the, this one about, about Doctor Who, and then Danny was sitting on the same table, and, and yeah. piped up, oh, you like Doctor Who, and and that's how yeah. we. But otherwise, I wouldn't. I didn't really know Danny, because um, we 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 met him independently and met through him yeah. eventually. But so I I, I met him. Uh, he was at the St Martin's Young Communicants, which I was part of. It's all very and, coincidental. Uh, a lot just, of these things. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was the uh, Christmas well, around about Christmas eighty seven mm. when he just joined Spike. He he was you know he was the junior member as it were, but he had just joined Spike, and uh, well, we would inevitably have a a, a party 
uh, my place. I'm, and, I'm, um, I'm actually right at the end of December 87. Yeah, um, same as. Yeah. Uh, we must have met him pretty well bang on exactly at the same time because... I, I, he was at the party, and I was, I, I, you know, in those days, I used to regularly trot out the photographs to bore people and everything. And, I, and there was a, a picture from the nineteen eighty six Doctor Who local group Doctor Who display, which was in the library. Mm. And I showed, I showed it. He sort of caught sight of this and said, "Oh, you know, Doctor Who display." And I think, "Yeah, I'm a Doctor Who fan." And at the time, I was starting to get the the tapes, the audio tapes of Out of Time stories. Uh, particularly Tom Baker, and um, I, I think we've spent this before. I, I, it sounds terribly suspect now, mm-hmm. but there was me taking this uh, fourteen. Was he fourteen? A fourteen-year-old boy up to my bedroom, <laughs> showing him my tapes. <laughs> uh, you know, and because he was part of Smike, and I was, I was kind of like one of the, one might broadly say, one of the elders mm. of Smike. Then uh, I. You know, I, he, he, one thought no, nothing of it, and because uh, we, we suddenly the years fell away, the five years fell away, and we were we were just fellow fans. Uh, I think I think your your connection with the church, even though I wasn't religious, but my dad was. I think the fact that um, he knew you were a, 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 a good churchgoer, the fact that you were five years older than, than me, it, it, it didn't prevent us being friends because he that was no. like a badge of. Of, oh well, yeah, he's going to be okay, uh, which worked in my favour. Also, also uh, it, 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 going back to your uh, defiance of the, the the generation, well, not generation, year year kind of thing that is so bothered our schoolmasters. Mm. I boy, I was frowned at for hanging out with boys that were one or two years younger than me, three maybe, and. Um, and of course, there I was hanging That's out. Even younger, two years, several ten years later, hanging out with boys that were five years younger. I mean, and um, I mean, it's always been a good I, thing having you as a uh, slightly old. Because I always mark it. I think, oh, well, well, if Nick's fifty, I'm, I'm still got another five years to go. <laughs> so, but what, what also? Yes, I said. The thing is, also, it put it in perspective. As at the same time, I was becoming friendly with Linda King. Mm another Doctor Who fan who subsequently was 10 years older than me yeah. and uh, who taped a lot of, videoed a lot of the Tom Baker adventures that I so idolised. And um, uh, and I was getting stories off her, so I thought, well, this is the, the natural chain. You know, I've, 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 she's helping me out as a younger fan. I'm helping you guys out as a younger fan. I mean, we both had... And at the same time, we, 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 you know, we, we formed a very strong we, friendship. And we had friends at Paperback Parade who were... I mean, oh, um, yes. my friend Bernie, our friend Bernie, she, she's she's the, the same, yeah, she's the same age as my mum, so um, yeah. slightly older than my mum, more like my dad's age, and um, uh, and of course my mum got to know all these because I used to go into paperback parade with with mm. mum. Uh, I think on a Saturday, even though you know I was, I I go independently if she was busy or something, we'd still hang out together, uh, even when I was allowed to go into town on my own, and uh, she would talk to the mm. paperback parade women as well you know she gets to know bernie and and caroline who i know from work now mm. and um that it was it was terrific uh, and uh but yeah so we we always had these the, i've always i've always sort of 
I, I've just gone where the company's been, really. Mm. I, I, whether they're much younger or or much older, you know, you you, you just you bond with them. And uh, certainly with Danny, uh, yes, because I started, even before I got a video recorder, uh, I started getting the videos, and Danny had a video recorder. So we used to, after church, we used to go to, I used to go to his house and we used to watch Bits and Bobs, although usually he was pulled out and told dinner was ready and is inconvenient. Uh, but so we started these Sunday afternoon things, mm. meeting up and watching stuff. And uh, when when school, <laughs> I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this because you know, kind of, even though it's part of our history, you know, it's 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 actually you know what it it would be terribly terribly frowned upon now because I was. I was pushing 20 when I used to hang out with you guys. Yeah, but then if you look uh, at now, 20 is a kid to me. If you, see, if you hear someone's yeah. 20, you think, God, oh, you know, they're just, it's, it's only a year on from from teenagers, and teenagers right. um, don't really, you, know, you could be married at, at, as a teenager, but you don't realistically Indeed, I, you don't know, really I think of teenagers. married for two years yeah, when, when she was really that You don't really think of a teenager as being an adult. Um, um, they may like they may be uh, a teenager might be insulted to hear that, but realistically, when you yeah. look back as an old person, you don't really. Um, but well, we we are going to have to to go. I think I'm going to leave my story on a cliffhanger because I wanted to say more about yeah. that, that that school that I went to for two years because yeah. I think although you could say it was regret, I think I learnt a lot of life lessons and how to get by. And probably how to be dishonest to get by to for my own survive, survival. Not, nothing yeah. breaking the law, or you know, no, not stealing or anything. But but sort of, you know, telling fibs to to get you out of doing something you didn't want to do. And I got away with it for yeah. for the whole time. I never got caught out or found out. Um, as, you know, and that was that school. That that that's you know going from a really comfortable school to being in a situation where you're really sort of um, put. You know, and I was. A, but I mean, as far as lessons were concerned, I didn't skive. I didn't skive anything that was important. It was all. It was basically we're talking about skiving games and the ways I found yeah. to, to do that. Um, um, the foolproof way I found to do that. But I think I shall save that for next time. Um, Say what? What is Paul's de- yeah, massive deception? I mean, I will. I will say. Uh, for my own part, the only time I ever played truant was at the disappointingly senior age of twenty nine. Uh, when I, uh, w- or was I, I was either twenty nine or twenty eight. I was at college, and I knew hardly anyone else turned up to the the, the class anyway. Uh, my friend L. J. Morais uh, was doing a show about you know ra- ra- racial differences, and uh, and I liked their shows and I, I, I actually bunked off and, and watched that and uh, but it was artistic reasons so. yeah, and of course I, uh, I did do I did sort of do Truant and you were to blame for that no you weren't to blame for that I would have done yes, I would, yeah. oh, but we've talked about that before but uh, uh, I, know, I, I, you know, I, I would have been in deep water in, in, in I don't, these days I don't I never felt it's like more, you were leading more draconian age we it lived. didn't feel like you were <laughs> You were. You certainly weren't forcing me to do something I didn't want to do, or it didn't feel like. I think it felt like a very no. even adult sort of. Like we, I don't need to be in in school this afternoon. Let's go to Bournemouth and yeah. do something. Worryingly, I didn't think twice about it. You know, you were a fellow Doctor Who fan. We got on. Yeah. 
and you liked vinyl and, and old records and uh, it was Wonderworld the yes, the yeah. uh, comic shop was there in those yeah, days so and uh, we we thought nothing of it our rebellions might have been small or different to other people's rebellions but oh, we still yes. had some rebellions and we'll tell you more about it Mind next you. time yeah. yeah yeah I mean some of the parties I have just smike I, I, <laughs> the jaw hits the floor you know I got <laughs> I, I thought nothing of getting these teenagers completely sozzled. I, I do often think, when I think about... Jaw-droppingly irresponsible. When I think about certain friends I had in, I don't know, in the, or I met in the noughties or, or the teens, and I, th- and I hear them talking about um, when they were young, I think, would we have been friends then? Because would you have been too rebellious for, for, for the for the, the, the 80s or uh, 90s me? Would I have kept yeah. away from you um, because... I yeah. saw you doing that. I I, I wasn't very good at. Uh, I, I didn't have any friends who smoked, so I felt I had to smoke. Uh, I, I I I think I would have avoided those people. Um, so I do wonder sometimes yes. the, the the time is right for friendships at different points. In, oh, I in your think life. so. And the time is right for relationships. Well, I mean, uh, Ali and I probably wouldn't have got on uh, if we had met when we were younger. Ali was too, would have been too attitudey, and uh, I would have been too prissy. <laughs> You know, I, 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 yeah, really, I think, you know, I don't think it would have worked in the old days. I mean, there have been, there were times that, um, um, I can, I can think of where I, I was, I was, people said things to me like, uh, being at a, uh, the leaving party with Harry, and I know he wanted to go off with all of our peers, and I think I was, I don't think I've never been in a pub. I don't know what you do in a pub. I, uh, I, I would rather just be Harry, Robin, and I, um, with a bot with a few cans of coke, sitting in the park, just chatting between us. I didn't want to be in a bit. And um, that they went. I don't think Robin probably cared either way. Um, and that they came with me to the park. So, um, but uh, you know, I remember one or two times uh, there was a, a time when we were out um, and we met somebody. You and I. We, we and uh, um, and we were like invited back to their so uh, oh, well, yeah I was yes. kind of like nervous thinking oh gosh what's we, what are we getting into I, I, I w- well actually I was I, I, I was because um, the same person had I'd been at studio with and uh, we she, she we was due to go to a she was going to give me a lift to a party mm. we stopped off at her place and she was changing mm. and um, and I thought where is this going to go yeah. and uh, part of me thought actually let's stay (laughs) so in actual fact that was one time where I was thinking you know I think I was single at the time and I was thinking you know actually I I would have quite liked to see where it would have I think I was single I think I was single on that occasion but I don't think I was out to you so I I don't think uh, at that point so I don't think I, 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 I think someone was uh, Harry. Yeah, it was definitely you, me, and Harry. Yeah. Uh, I think at the pub, or was it? It might have been Callum. Yeah, I can't remember, but I remember uh, thinking. But, but I, 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 remember, I remember the I remember the lady very well. But I, I would have been interested. <laughs> you know, uh, from 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 a, if I'd been on my yes, own, I would have yeah. I would have seen where it had gone. Yeah. You know, I would have been interested. So, there, um, but so <laughs> so anyway, listeners, as you can, we uh, all kinds of revelations coming up on on part two of this. Uh, so not uh, regrets of different. Different uh, shapes and sizes, and uh, uh, what ifs, and um, um, what could have been if things hadn't gone one way. So, or even regrets of regrets. You know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've regretted not doing that and regretted. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, that's a bit like some of the things I've said. Yeah, <laughs> goodness knows what would happen if I hadn't have taken this course. And, and, and um, yeah. you know, I, there, there were there were things, more things I could say, but we will save them. We'll save them. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, one of them. Um, uh, when I when I moved to Surrey and I went for the, you came with me when I had my interview at Sandhurst. Uh, That's right, I remember yeah, that very well. And uh, I wasn't that keen about it because it was only a, a very... It was, Guildford Cathedral. It was kind of, yeah, it was kind of a short contract and, and I was really looking for something permanent and I also it came up when um, you were supposed to be over for the week, I was having a week off and then suddenly I have an interview and, and uh, changing of plans. I knew he didn't go and if I hadn't, I, I might not be here now because I might not have moved to Surrey um, so little tiny changes in history can really make big well, changes to life. But we'll, we'll space time yeah, continuum. Uh, anyway, next time, next time. Anyway, Nick. Anyway, Nick. Thank you very much. And uh, yes, we'll have to stop there because yes. we we literally go on forever. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll have another chat next time. But, uh, anyway, yeah. thank you very much for sharing your memories and your thoughts, and uh, we will speak to you again soon. Thank you. Yes, we will indeed. Bye for now. It's me, Cuthbert the Robot, here to impart a quick message. Before this episode ends, we have a short recording to share with you between Paul, Nick and his wife, Ali, which was recorded recently when they all met up at London Victoria Station on Monday 5th July 2021. It was the first time they have been face-to-face since October 2020 and all other recordings have been done over Skype since then. Anyway, have a listen.
Hi listeners, we're in London, Victoria, um, and I'm with Nick and Ali in person for the first time since... Last October. Last October, when we met here. We met exactly the same (laughs) here last October. Oh, it's great, because I haven't seen you since, about. No, you did come to my house before that. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I think I I was due to come back to Salisbury... Uh, and then second lockdown happened, so yeah. or it was or it was pending, uh, and I wasn't sure that. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, um, it's good to see you again. Yes, good to see you. You're up here for your your wedding anniversary. Yeah, eighteen for years. In fact, you were there uh, I, eighteen years ago. I certainly was. <laughs> Being the best man, I better be. <laughs> I, I think at this time, well, it's three o'clock now, so we were. We got we'd had had the uh, main uh, ceremony by then. And, no, you know, no, because um, you're only forty five minutes, eh? It is. Yeah, but wait, what time were we booked to start? Was it after? Uh, it was half two. I no, think it was three o'clock. Was it three? I thought it was but two. We didn't get married until half no, four. No, half two. Because I I was still uh, yeah because um, Paul and the boys were uh, you know uh, I'd, I'd washed and I'd had my one o'clock. <laughs> People that sit in the um, uh, the, one, what, what I it? The, the seats that are made for people like you and I, um, yeah. amount of people who sit in them, and, and uh, I can't be bothered to wear my tabard thing that says I need a seat. Well, well, the thing is, I've got a disabled rail car, so the idea is, is when I book my disabled rail car, basically bing, bing, bing to whoever the guard is to say you've got a disabled passenger. And because they sort of look for the disabled passenger and I don't turn up with, you know, the whole of being queued basically bolting around me for, for easy access, they go, oh, well, obviously didn't turn up. But I need, to, I can't stand, I won't be able to stand on the tube basically, it's struck between two bars. But I certainly couldn't, couldn't stand, on, stand on a regular train. I've got to wait till the train actually stops. Yeah, we, we, we're staying in a nice um, hotel in Ells Court. We, yeah. Ells Court, I used to meet up with Andrew Candish, who's one of our old RBS and, and filming people. Um, when he, he he had a church up here, and he was um, 
used to, I used to go and visit him from time to time. Um, we had a, a big blowout day yesterday, then we, we um, went to up, up the sort of central London, London bit and um, went to FOP, which is yeah. about the only decent DVD shop we can we And records all. Records all. Um, we actually, because I, I kind of got it into my head that now is the time to get a Blu-ray, because you very kindly gave us a Blu-ray player. Yeah. <laughs> about a year ago, I think now. It was a long no, time ago. I, I think it was a little, little while ago. It was a little while ago. But um, I mean, trying to choose the one that was kind of. The Doctor Who, of course, have been the ones that appealed the most. But there's. I'm part of the site which is kind of the. Ooh, I've just got the. I've just got this, I've just got that, and everything. Ooh, yes, I'd like to. But I didn't know how available they were in the shops. I, it would seem they aren't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, the, there's two standardised ones, season 12 and. Uh, 19, and I thought, oh yes, I, I just fan- I fancied um, 12 the most. So I, I um, and um, so that's yeah, uh, that was. And uh, we bought some films, bought um, Marathon Man on Blu-ray, and uh, Time After Time, which is one of my favourite films. I've uh, noticed I've got about three films I've got to bring to to lend to you. I, yeah. I watched and I watched one with Tilda Swinton, a thriller from 2001. Which was a kind of quite good era for those sorts of films, uh, which I quite enjoyed. So I've added that to the party. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, we've, we've got quite a few piles to give back to each other, yeah. I think. Um, but um, we've got the other, yeah, that, that brings me on to the other one, which we've been waiting ages and ages for even to come out on DVD as a proper, decent extras release, and that's uh, William Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which uh, has been out on sort of vanilla release for ages now it's presumably because it's the 50th anniversary of the film they finally released it with a commentary and a documentary but I'm just wondering because it's a commentary with the kids who are now of course in their 60s um, but one of, one of the things I'm worried about I don't know whether it's, it was recorded before or after Denise Nickerson died um, hopefully before because um, it, it would it would sort of almost make me angry that they've, they've taken so long to bring it out and well, some, she's actually died. Yeah, sometimes they've, sometimes they just, it's on Blu-ray, but they've just copied the, if they've had previous commentaries from from DVD versions, you end up getting those again on the, they use those as the... Any trouble with Wonka is they've, they've never released one with a commentary before. But no, I, I hope, I hope it's got, she was always my favourite Wonka kid. From Dark Shadows as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, she had quite a prolific. Um, I've seen a documentary about her, that, which she's in. It was terribly sad the way she went. Uh, but no, I'm, we, we're just really thrilled we've got a, finally got a decent um, release of, of that. Um, I bought the tar- they've recently released the Target novelisation versions of the remaining Doctor Who's. So that was how I got those. And a nice magazine about chronic- the chronicles of... Um, I've been treating myself to things on eBay, like more vinyl and stuff. I've also got loads of vinyl that I bought last year, which I've still not taken out of the... What, I'm de- what I did is buy quite a lot. And now, if I ever want a, t- a treat, I've got about 20 different things to open. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not, I'd rather than open more than once. And I couldn't have played... I've got, I've got sort of ready-made... Um, um, treats, but uh, I bought uh, Gloria, the song Gloria by Laura Branigan, and another song by her that was a single but wasn't a hit in the UK. 
and I've also bought something for when we record together for the 548 live streaming event if um, we'll hope before that goes to plan uh, I bought X number I don't know I haven't opened them yet and I, d- I may not because they might travel better to you if I, I I'm bringing live copies of about half a dozen uh, 1978 look-ins for us to, oh. to for us to oh, wow. open for us to open and discuss uh, as, oh. as, as as one of the things we I, can I, discuss. I have a few live ones myself, but I don't think I've got many of those. I've got loads, loads of virtual ones and a few live ones. But... Yeah, well, we 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 brought we brought some of the bookcase. Okay, yeah. It was it may be more like eight or nine. I it was only twelve. But it was only about a pound each. So I thought, oh well. I'll bring them and if I open up the thing and they, and they just lots of like confetti come out I'll, I'll know I've been scabbed but uh, I know some, you, you something bought, in there I bought, uh, when we, were, we went to Forbidden Planet and um, we bought a huge great big book about the 60s Batman which was gorgeous wasn't it even had a utility belt on the front yeah you had to open uh, the utility belt to get into the book and uh, um, a cartoon book illustrations by Not Jessica Martin. Jessica Martin. O- o- autobiography. She did it as a graphic novel. And that she could sort of have like a comic book yeah. idea. But it's actually drawn by her storyboard of her life. And today's been our anniversary we've been at Upton Park. We've had a trip on the double decker bus. Haven't we? Yeah. Sorry. There's, there's a pigeon there who's lost his foot. Oh. He's dumpy. Oh. He's a disabled pigeon. Has he got a blue badge? <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that was that was good. Um, and and here we are. Oh, and you've got a book that was signed by somebody who oh, was yeah. dead when yeah. it came out. I went to the Doctor Who shop in Upton Park this morning. And um, apart from a couple of target novelizations, the uh, Robots of Death and Time Monster, um, I got Request for Peddler, which was written by Michael Seeley, who wrote the most excellent Doom Watch book. And um, I've been meaning to get it for some time. I think it's sort of borderline out of print. And, um, and as we were leaving, one of the people, I won't say who... Um, it was a bird. sort of said, <laughs> oh, you know, I believe it's signed by Get Peddler. I thought, Get died 40 years ago. And the book's been out. Uh, not that long. Well, only about four at the, <laughs> at the outside. Yeah. So, I see. I see a problem with that. But it was a, a squiggle, like. Yeah. So I. I <laughs> but no, I'd see. It's good, good, good to see all that. So yeah, thoroughly indulgent and very enjoyable, and work, works a bit. Well, but for both of us, is a bit um, forced at the moment. Um, I've got there's various new people to train up, people leaving, people joining, um, offices to be decanted um, until it's a bit. But no, it's um, not so far. And then t- tomorrow we're sort of cruising around the Covent Garden sort of the area, um, and then we're heading on back. We went. We're all going to say. Well, yes, we, we uh, went to um, Westminster Abbey. Westminster Abbey had a lovely organ recital which we kind of sat down and listened to and chilled out. That was good. That's a good, good way to end the day. Sounds like a good trip. Mm. Very enjoyable. Different from last time, but yeah. it's been interesting to see. Last time I think it was more, probably more subdued because we were. Yeah, but also this time, I mean, it's, it's London from a flat perspective because before we could just 
hop on, hop off. Yeah. Now we're actually having to think we're going to hop on, hop off, and which is going to be the one that I can get basically get off the underground from and actually get from A to B without sort of needing medical attention. No, it's because uh, we actually stayed at the Strand. Because it was at, uh, um, London was so dead, we got sort of fairly cheap prices at fairly simple places. Um, but no, and the weather, the weather wasn't. Uh, the weather's been variable, but it was nice yesterday because the, the, the rain that there was was actually quite refreshing, um, and it didn't last very long. So um, that's a good. I've, I've also elsewhere I've been appearing in a, a small film. Uh, well, it, it calls itself a feature film, but I don't think it'll last in more than 45 minutes. But Riddle in the Sand, it's written by Alistair Faulkner, who I know from my acting. And I play a Savile Row Taylor in it. It was done, it's like um, Richard, who was in a lot of my early films, actually built the set. And um, it was like just a bit like being on a, in a TV studio. It was, it was really good. And it should be coming out, they reckon it's going to come out in September. And he's having to put it in for competition and things like that. Um, I hope to do some more with him. It's nice to be back in filming again. That's um, that's good. Trying really now kind of things are getting slowly back to normal. Trying to factor in as many friends and meetups, um, starting with your good self. Yes. And I think. Well, might be the first person to come and see us from outside of Salisbury. Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be, uh, have you been busy? I've got three weeks time. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, we'll actually we'll get plenty more talking on that occasion, so I'll say, I'll try and get this on a imminent episode. <laughs> Some of our episodes from 2020 still haven't been released. We've had, we did so many, <laughs> but uh, this will be pushed to the front. More to come, more gems to come. part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear. <laughs> What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. But the big thing for me, from my point of view, and I, I it's culminating uh, in uh, something to this afternoon, and that's uh, I've novelised a whole six-parter uh, that I of life after that I I wrote mm. nearly thirty years ago, and uh, of course the because I I have Wednesdays off now and I didn't before, and of course that combined with COVID has uh, meant that. I've done the whole thing in about 
seven months uh, and uh, I've actually in terms of editing it I've, I'm the whole month ahead of schedule because mm. uh, I was allowing until Christmas and I, even then I thought that was a bit of a tall order but it's it's gone much more smoothly yeah. than I expected so absolutely delighted with that don't know what the next uh, writing project holds mm. I'm kind of seeing what comes along um, I'd like to would well, mind going back to scripts again. I, I I enjoyed our time on the on the story, mm. and, but I, I I say my friend Richard Clark makes films, and uh, obviously we've had a quiet year because of COVID. But uh, I would very much like to get him involved in. Well, I'd like to be involved in the acting as well, but I'd like even more so. I'd like to be involved in the scripts. Mm. So, yeah, I've, uh, I, I'm hoping that 2021 will be a little bit more fruitful. Uh, in that respect, but um, yeah, by, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think. I think for me, what's frustrating is um, the fact that I can travel two hours or an hour and a half into work and spend lots of time with people I don't know what they're, you know, what they're doing back home, and yet I can't go and see my own family. You know, surely if I can sit and work with people, then I could go and sit in my parents' living room. I don't understand. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I've, if that was the case with me, I, that would be very frustrating because i i i like my colleagues but i don't have a i have very little in common with them mm. um i you know they 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 don't know half of my life because i i couldn't i don't really think they'd understand mm. not fully mm. um but uh yeah so if i mean I've, there has been some friends we've seen periodically over uh you know when, when lockdown was eased um and uh we still you still see them some time to time very much one at a time and, and uh, the the pub is very we go to the pub but it's it's very you know partitioned and but i couldn't even have you few. i couldn't even have you over here if you wanted to come um, uh, at the moment but um I, I, and yet uh, you know not even with even if you sat here in the living and we both sat here with masks i, I couldn't have you here um and yeah. yet in the summer you were here and we were both a, di- a bit distant but it wasn't um, it, it was, was all allowed. right, actually. It was though, wasn't it? We, we we got we got we got we got some things sorted. I mean, I I don't quite know where we stand. Uh, you know, obviously because you know you've you've got you have to be very careful. Um, but I I was hoping to go and see some fr- uh, some friends just overnight for for New Year. Uh, but I, I don't know quite if, even if they're running trains during I Christmas. I guess it depends where, um, if, you know, if it's what, what tier Salisbury is compared to what tier your friends. I mean, that's, 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 the, are, re- yeah. that's the reason I can't come to Salisbury at the moment because I can't go into your house um, or I can't go into my parents' house yeah. or you can't. You, I was going to be staying in a, uh, a place in Salisbury um, but I couldn't even have you in there and it's not the time of year to be standing out in the in the, in the close in the cold at, at a distance um, so I had to say no this time but anyway Four, four, 